I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. Item number 6169, Level 2, Restricted, Containment Class, Euclid, Disruption Class, Vlam, Risk Class, Notice. Special Containment Procedures SCP-6169 is to be contained 50 kilometers north of Site-19 on a farm owned by Stanley's Produce. Documents which contain redacted information or information requiring specific clearance to access are not to be brought within 2 kilometers of this enclosure. Test proposals may be submitted to the head researcher on site, currently head researcher Diana Nekula. Update 18-3-2009 Personnel assigned to SCP-6169 are encouraged to interact with it on a daily basis. Acceptable forms of interaction include, but are not limited to, feeding, grooming, medical examinations, testing, etc. Update 27-3-2014 Daily interactions are to be of a playful manner and to be carried out for a total of one hour per day at minimum. Description SCP-6169 is a brown male alpaca, Vicugna pacaeus, physically indistinguishable from non-anomalous specimens. Its behavior, when not in the presence of humans, does not deviate from the norm for its species. However, if a human is within a 20-meter line of sight from SCP-6169 and not maintaining visual contact, it will exhibit a series of activities designed to attract the person's attention. For as long as visual and or physical contact is maintained, SCP-6169 adopts an amicable behavior. SCP-6169's anomalous effect manifests when censored material is brought within 1 kilometer, 300 meters, 100 meters, 15 meters of it, see Addendum 2, which causes said material to have all of its redacted information uncensored. The anomaly seems to be able to recognize the intent to obfuscate information, for instance, text that has had sections intentionally hidden or expunged will return to its uncensored state, but writing upon which ink has been accidentally spilled will be left unaltered. Falsified information is likewise unaffected by SCP-6169. All affected materials return to their censored state once removed from the anomaly's area of effect. SCP-6169 has been noted to affect digital and physical text, as well as audio and video media. Copies of censored materials are also affected. Furthermore, in the case of electronic text documents, information requiring a certain clearance level to access is also considered censored. In this case, any input prompt awaiting appropriate credentials will be rendered inactive, and a symbol depicting an alpaca displayed alongside it. Recovery 
On 11-3-2009, Foundation agents embedded in several television service providers received reports of an evening comedy show containing uncensored strong language while being rated as TVPG. While such events are not unheard of, reports originated exclusively in the town of Mount Pleasant, New York, with the program being broadcast nationally. After ascertaining that profanity was indeed censored in the original recording, the Foundation was notified of a potential anomaly within the area. At the scene, SCP-6169 was located atop a chalk drawing of a person apparently participating in a protest. Said person's eyes and mouth were obscured by black bars, and they were holding a pancard featuring what appeared to be a similarly obscured text. Preliminary on-site testing determined that the anomalous traits originated from the alpaca, with the drawing being completely ordinary. Interviews with locals revealed no eyewitnesses, and the location where the drawing and the object were found was not covered by any security cameras. As such, the drawing was removed and SCP-6169 set to be transported to Site-19. Due to the low number of people exposed to affected TV media, a cover story stating negligence in selecting the broadcast version was deemed a sufficient follow-up measure. En route to Site-19, its ability to affect text documents was made apparent by reports of restricted information being accessible to personnel lacking appropriate clearance. As such, containment at Site-19 was deemed unfeasible, and a nearby farm was purchased by a Foundation Front company for the purpose of containing SCP-6169. Addendum 1 Several days after initial containment, during which time SCP-6169 had not interacted with personnel, the object displayed loss of appetite and generally poor vitality. During a medical examination, these symptoms were partially alleviated, with health improving gradually as the procedure carried on. Due to these circumstances, as well as its highly social behavior, it was theorized that SCP-6169 requires human attention as a secondary form of sustenance. This theory has been proven by daily interactions between personnel and the object, which kept its health at consistently improved levels. Containment procedures have been updated accordingly. Addendum 2, Project Lumos, Level 4 Clearance Required Input Credentials <laughs> A proposal was made by researcher Nekula to use SCP-6169 as a means of acquiring information from documents recovered from certain groups of interest. The following email exchange occurred. Date 2-4-2012 From Researcher Diana Nekula To Dr. Tilda D. Moose, Site-19 Director Subject, SCP-6169 Proposal Director Moose, during its long years of activity, the Foundation has contained numerous world-ending threats, eldritch horrors, and perhaps, unsurprisingly, even gods. Looking at them, some of the most risky, but at the same time crucial operations are carried out to learn more about the anomalies so that we can contain them more reliably. In this regard, every bit of extra information can save valuable resources, including human lives. 
before working with SCP-6169, I was assigned to an artifact recovered from a certain group of interest. While the object itself was simple enough, the recovered documentation was nearly useless because of all the expunged information. This is to be expected. After all, the Foundation is using the same mechanism because it's effective, but I believe we could avoid further such difficulties. I propose using SCP-6169 to extract information from documents recovered from groups of interest. Its anomalous effect has been shown to also apply to copies, so there's no need to risk the original documents. The provided information could save us days, if not weeks, of experimenting to find out proper containment procedures, not to mention diminishing the risk undercover Foundation agents are exposed to. I hope these potential benefits are enough to make this worth considering. Regards, Researcher Diana Nekula. Date, 2-4-2012, from Dr. Tilda D. Moose, Site-19 Director, to Researcher Diana Nekula, Subject, SCP-6169 Proposal. Researcher Nekula, the suggestion sounds promising, but unless there's a significant benefit, risks posed by using anomalies are too high. In this case, however, the potential benefits warrant at least a trial. As Providence would have it, we just got our hands on something we could test it on. I'll approve one experiment in this regard. Depending on the results, we might move forward with your proposal. Site Director Tilda Moose The experiment was approved by Site Director Moose on 5-4-2012. En route to the Anomalies Containment Site, agents have noted that the anomalous effects radius have been reduced to 300 meters. 30% of the initially observed affected radius. The object of the experiment was a copy of a document acquired in a raid on a chaos insurgency base, featuring heavy redaction to the point of rendering 90% of the information illegible. Upon exposure to SCP-6169's effect, all redacted information became legible. However, two personnel were incapacitated by the effects of an embedded mimetic agent. The additional text retrieved, however, provided vital information on a raid planned by CI operatives on a Foundation site, giving security personnel ample time to prepare for interception. Researcher Nekula has been commended for her proposal, appointed head researcher in charge of SCP-6169, and given 4-6169 clearance. In light of this event, security has been strengthened around SCP-6169, as it would pose a significant informational risk should it be acquired by other groups of interest. Further, such procedures may be undertaken should the need arise with Site Director Moose's approval under codename Project Lumos. Decodified documents are to be viewed only by personnel with high mimetic resistance in order to avoid further casualties. Addendum 3, Project Lumos Updates, Level 4 Clearance Required Starting in 2013, Project Lumos operations increased in frequency, reaching five procedures per week. At this stage, SCP-6169 began to show signs of fatigue for extended periods of time, as well as decreased appetite. These symptoms were averted by performing the Lumos operations in the entity's immediate vicinity, accounting for the entity's need for human attention. 
On 24-3-2014, following a particularly extensive Project Lumos operation, SCP-6169 collapsed in its enclosure. An emergency medical examination indicated stable vitals and attributed the event to stress and exhaustion. Despite following previous interaction guidelines, the specimen did not regain consciousness until three days later. The increased stress was attributed to the overuse use of its anomalous effect. Thus, head researcher Nekula contacted site director Moose regarding possible improvements on Project Lumos. Date 25-3-2014 From Head Researcher Diana Nekula to Dr. Tilda D. Moose, Site 19 Director Subject, Project Lumos Concerns Director Moose Throughout the last two years, Project Lumos has grown from a simple proposal made by a small-time researcher to an important component of the Foundation's information network. And for this, I must express my gratitude towards you, Site Director. Without your faith in my idea, I couldn't have contributed to the Foundation in such a significant way. All this being said, I do have some concerns related to our key instrument, SCP-6169 itself. As you probably heard by now, the objects collapsed during the last operation, seemingly due to stress and exhaustion. As the direct overseer of everything SCP-6169 related, I can confirm that its health has gradually worsened as Lumos operations increased in frequency, decreased vitality, occasionally missing its feeding times, irregular sleeping schedule, etc. If we keep going like this, I fear we might eventually lose the one thing that makes all of this work, which would be, to say the least, unfortunate. It's therefore my recommendation that we space out such activities to approximately once per week with regular medical checkups. Regards, Head Researcher Diana Nekula. Date 25-3-2014 From Dr. Tilda D. Moose, Site 19 Director To Head Researcher Diana Nekula Subject, Project Lumos Concerns Head Researcher Nekula I appreciate the kind words, but don't forget that this was your proposal, meaning you should take responsibility for its consequences. One Lumos operation per week means 52 per year. Considering the amount of documents we retrieve from other groups, this is not enough. Yes, it's better than none at all, but looking at the pace the Foundation's been moving, we need at least three times as many operations in the same time frame. I understand your concerns, and losing this object would certainly hurt the Foundation, but we need to do better. You need to do better. You're a competent head researcher, Diana. I trusted you with this project then, and I trust you'll find a solution now. But I cannot approve of this suggestion. Find a better option. Don't make me regret my decision. Site Director Tilda Moose. Date 27-3-2014 From Head Researcher Diana Nekula To Dr. Tilda D. Moose, Site 19 Director Subject Project Lumos Concerns Director Moose You're right. In hindsight, that was a poor suggestion, especially coming from me. In an attempt to remedy this, I've spent the past days trying to find the mechanism behind SCP-6169's energy intake, hoping to be able to compensate for its fatigue and stress. I cannot say I uncovered everything there is to know about it, but I found something we can make use of, at least. Studying the time frame around its recovery date, I stumbled upon a surge in alpaca-related internet memes on social media platforms. 
Most of these were part of an online anti-censorship movement, criticizing policies adopted by certain countries that limits the citizens' freedom of speech. This, along with the circumstances of its recovery, is why I think the movement itself has some connection to our anomaly. As these posts dropped in frequency, so did the anomalous effects range diminish, furthering the connection between the two. My theory is that SCP-6169 feeds on positive attention. More specifically, as we found out during its containment at our facility, its health depends on the attention it physically receives, while the radius of its effect depends on the attention it receives as an online phenomenon. The latter is easily taken care of since the wave of alpaca-related memes has mostly died off. Printing a few relevant social media posts and displaying them around its containment site would provide sufficient attention to the anomaly's conceptual aspect. With that out of the way, I'll focus on the physical aspect. When we first contained this object, we noticed that it needed human interaction, and we adapted. We thought any kind of attention would be acceptable, so we decided to stay emotionally detached, as we normally do. Everything went as expected after that, until we started working on Project Lumos, or rather until the project grew to the scale of multiple operations per week. We kept the daily interactions between operations, but we soon found out we were giving the anomaly the wrong food. It needed positive attention, pleasant feelings, not just emotionless proximity to humans. This is where we can improve if we want to keep the alpaca alive. My new proposal is as follows. Operations related to Project Lumos should be carried out at most three times per week, and daily interactions are to be explicitly of a pleasant, occasionally playful manner. I realize this is in contradiction with the Foundation's usual colder methods, but we cannot afford to lose SCP-6169 in this project. Regards, Head Researcher Diana Nekula. Date, 27-3-2014. From Dr. Tilda D. Moose, Site-19 Director. To Head Researcher Diana Nekula. Subject, Project Lumos Concerns. Head Researcher Nekula. If you believe this to be the best course of action we can take, then so be it. Updates approved. Site Director Tilda Moose. Following Site Director Moose's approval, the containment procedures and Project Lumos protocol have been updated accordingly. Post update SCP 6169's physical health and range of effect have remained stable. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear, head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kelsey Narrates and help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. I'm not going to get rich doing this, but it does take money to keep a podcast running. All patrons get early access to every episode I publish. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their links in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0.
I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki. And we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people. Or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.